Welcome back to the Murdy Creative Co. Podcast. I'm your host, Colin Murdy, and today's topic is the ice cream maker. But first, I want to say thank you to everyone who's supported the company so far. If you haven't got a chance, go check us out on the web at murdycreative.co. That's M-U-R-D-Y, creative.co. Or you can check us out on Facebook and Instagram by searching at murdycreative.co to see the best of our product shots. Follow us to get up to date with our daily photos and be the first one to know about new product launches. You can also use the subscribe button at the bottom of our website to be included in all of our new product announcements. Be sure to check out our laser engraving, personalization options, and exclusive all colors on the website, or you get a blank one on Amazon Prime. I'm actually really excited about this episode today, and I'm going to walk back most of what I said in the episode two episodes ago. But first, I want to read something that came to me over the weekend. It was the collect of the day, or collect of the day, in church yesterday. And it's a great little prayer. And I was listening to it, and I thought to myself, I got to write that down because it's really good for small business owners or anybody who's struggling with the call to vocation. And, and here's what it is. Lord God, you've called your servants to ventures of which we cannot see the ending by paths as yet untrodden through perils unknown. Give us the faith to go out with good courage, not knowing where we go, but only that your hand is leading us and your love is supporting us. Through Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. I thought that was amazing. I think that the idea of, of by paths as yet untrodden through perils unknown is a great phrase. It's a great sentiment. It's a great understanding through what it's like to be a small business owner because every day I wake up, every day I wonder what's next? What are we doing? What's going on? And there's so much that's always going on at once that it can feel like we're dealing with the impossible all the time. And it's good to know that that's, uh, that, that that's something that, you know, it can help to focus me back on, on the creator who makes it all possible, but it's, that's a little bit separate from today's topic, but it's not entirely separate. So today um, I'm reading a book called The Ice Cream Maker, and this is actually a gift from Anna, um, my, one, of my, one of my admin team. She and I were talking the other day, and uh, she ended up buying me this book out of the blue, and just she walked over to me. She's like, here, I got it for you. And I'm like, oh, thank you, and I've been reading it, and I am not quite done with it. But it is extraordinarily good. And I'll just read to you the kind of the headline. It's called The Ice Cream Maker, an inspiring tale about making quality the key ingredient in everything you do. Uh, it's by Subir Chowdhury, C-H-O-W-D-U-H-U-R-Y. It's a good book. It's a, I don't know whether it's actually true or false. Like if it's a rather, I should say whether it's fiction or nonfiction. But if it's, Fiction, I don't care. And if it's nonfiction, that's awesome. It talks about a company that makes ice cream, a distributor, a manufacturing distributor, and a fancy high-end quality uh, grocery store. And the owner of the grocery store and the ice cream manufacturer's C CEO, CEO are friends. And the quality grocery store won't buy their ice cream. And so he goes over and asks. For, you know, to tell him why. He asks the, uh, the shop owner why. And the book talks, is basically a whole little exposition of their conversations back and forth about how do you make quality the core of your product. And it's not just quality in the product itself, although, as they point out, that's really the first step, right? The first step is having quality in your product. It's beyond that. It's quality in your customer service, quality in the way that you package things, quality in the way that you build your website. And quality has a lot of aspects to it beyond just the question of is it the best materials or is it crafted with the best uh the best methods is it uh, made to the highest standard beyond all of those things it can be something like for example is it your a quality website is something that's easy to navigate and easy to understand is your product line as a whole easy to understand and 
I'm, I'm really enjoying this book. It's actually been a little bit convicting because there are certain areas where I feel like we've been, we've, we haven't quite lived up to our true potential. And I've been very excited because some of the things are simple things that I know we can fix. And one of the elements they talk about in this book is that you have to use your customer's feedback as a critical component of building better products. And, and they're right. And it's an area where I've personally kind of gone back and forth on because I've always like struggled with the idea a little bit. But I am taking and reversing my position from what I said to two podcasts ago. The customer is not always wrong or the customer is not always right. The customer doesn't necessarily fully understand what would go into crafting a product that they're asking for. And they may not fully understand the implications of the design requirements to make that. However, if your customer is coming to you and asking for something, that means that there's a genuine need. And need is the first step to having a good product. And if your customer is coming to you and saying, I'd like it to do this thing. I'd like the product I bought to be able to do this thing and it can't. That's an inf important information because A, did your marketing make that promise implicitly or directly and the customer was misled by that? And if that's the case, well, then you may need to adjust your marketing to better convey the truth of the matter, which would help. Maybe you wouldn't get the sale, but it would help keep your customer happy. Or you need to adapt the product. And one of the areas that I think is an actual opportunity for us is the pen loops on our number twos. The pen loops on our number twos are designed specifically, and they have been redesigned about three times to be able to accomplish a broad range of pens, including the Parker, the Parker pen that we have for our jotters, as well as the Pilot G2, which is a much more popular pen, and it's made of plastic and other things like that, but it's very popular and people like it. One of the things that I've struggled with and that we've, we've been working on solving, and I think we have a solution for this, is that a lot of customers complain that the pen loops are too tight. Now, realistically, the pen loops do relax over time. The leather itself is able to adapt to the size of the pen after the pen is in there. So, for example, the first time you put the pen in, it might be too tight. But if you leave the pen in there for a couple of days and then you take it out, it should have loosened up in that time frame. One of the areas that I think might be an opportunity for us, oftentimes when we're making our journals, they aren't immediately put in boxes. They get made. And then they go on the quality control shelf where someone then reviews them, makes sure they were made to spec and to standard, and then they put them in their boxes, right? In that time, I have a new idea. What I think we're going to do is this. We have Allen wrenches that are left over from some project, and they're very thick, and they're, very, they're like the perfect size. I think that we can take those Allen wrenches and put them in the pen loops while it's after it's been made while it's on the quality control shelf. And I think that 20 or 30 minutes of being, that those loops being kind of opened a little bit more by those Allen wrenches will mean that when the customer gets it, it's a more, it's a, it's much easier process to take the pen in and out. All in all, I think that kind of a little change may make a big difference to the customer. It's that little quality difference. Doesn't really change the design, doesn't really change the function of the design, but it makes it a little bit better. Similarly, the bars in the spine of our number twos they're made of steel and we have them made locally and the quality of the steel is good and the quality of the craftsmanship and the manufacturing process is good. But one of the side effects of this is that steel over time does have a tendency to rust. Now, the rust doesn't affect the function whatsoever. It doesn't really affect the journal and in most cases, oftentimes, the rust is very surface. It's, it's, it's very... Um, 
it's only a little bit on the surface and it's not like it's it's not compro uh, compromising the integrity of the barn anyway but when you take the spine bar out of the spine and you look at it and it's got a little bit of rust on it people it creates a perception in people's mind that there's something wrong with it now there isn't it's perfectly fine but the perception is there and the perception matters a great deal in these kinds of things so I think what we're going to do is we're going to either get the, gar the bars galvanized, um, which would increase the lead time on them, which is a trick for us. We've got to figure out how to make that work. But I think we can solve that. So we either have to galvanize and make the bar out of galvanized. Right, we have to make the bars out of steel and then galvanize plate them, which will protect them from rust. Or we have to make them out of stainless steel, which the stainless steel is a much more challenging problem and it's going to be significantly more expensive. So I think the galvanization might be a better choice for us. It's a better fit and finish. And realistically, the question is, is, is the stainless steel might have a shorter lead time, but the galvanization will have a much more similar cost, I believe, which will allow us to keep the prices at a more reasonable level. And it's little things like that, right? The bar that you don't see until you take your book out and refill it. The pen loops that when you that will will adjust over time, but you don't necessarily know that when you first open the box. Little little tweaks like that to the product that I think can make a huge difference in the perception of the quality of the product. And realistically, a better way to think about it is not having those things changed degrades the perceptional quality of the product, even if the quality of the product is high, right? Even if the quality of the craftsmanship is excellent and the materials are excellent, just those two little things makes you perceive the quality is lower, which is bad, right? So there's little changes like that. And, the, and this whole book is excellent. And it was funny about the feedback idea. Somebody this morning said to us, they, want, they, wanted to, they bought the folio, the executive cut to work with the remarkable tablet which I love the Remarkable tablet. I think that we've been trying to make a prototype for years at this point. Well, not years. It's been a year and a half now that I've been working on the prototype for the Remarkable. And I've gone through six prototypes at this point, something like that. None of them have worked out for a variety of reasons. But the person said, I, was, I bought the folio to work with the Remarkable tablet. And it got me thinking... I hadn't approached the product idea from that perspective. I hadn't approached the problem saying maybe having the folio back panel, the one that you slide the legal pad into, having that be designed to hold the remarkable might solve some of the critical issues that up until this point I have not been able to figure out. So that suggestion was a great suggestion, and it was a perfectly reasonable question to ask, and it's actually prompted a lot of ideas and discussion, you know, from even this morning about it, and who knows what it'll come out to. So all in all, I think that I am going to take back everything I said in episode 345, and, and I will say that I think that this book has been very much worth the read, and I would strongly recommend it. It's called The Ice Cream Maker. It's a very short read. Um, it's been very enjoyable for us, and I think that it's going to spark a lot of great ideas and great change that is going to improve our product quality, our website quality, our customer service quality, just everything across the board, and I think that that's going to be a big part of it. So, thank you guys so much for tuning in today. Be sure to check back in next Thursday, or this Thursday, for our next topic. And don't forget to check that subscribe button as well as the notification bell to get notified right away when we launch new episodes. 
have any questions or concerns about your leather binder, journal, folio, accessory, anything else we sell, please feel free to contact us on the main page of our website at MurdyCreative.co. You can contact us via Instagram and Facebook as well. You can text, email, call, direct message, all the usual. So we'll do our best to get back to you as soon as possible, but we do appreciate your patience. If you have a quick question or you want to place an order over the phone, please feel free to call us at 414-434-9001. We are available Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Central Time. You can also text us at that number as well, 414-434-9001. We're happy to answer. If for whatever reason you don't get a hold of us either during business hours or after hours, please do leave us a voicemail. If you're calling about a specific order, please include the, the order number itself. It starts with S and then is followed by a series of numbers. That does help us identify who and what we're talking about. It makes it a little easier for us. If you think we deserve it, a good review can go a long way to help us grow our new community. Both a review on the podcast and whatever app you're listening on, as well as the review on the product. If you have a product and you want to leave us a review or you want to go read our amazing five-star reviews, you can go to murdycreative.co slash reviews. On that page, we've got all of our reviews there. There's a button that says, leave us a good review. You click on that, it'll take you to facebook.com slash murdycreative.co slash reviews. You can write your review there. We love them. We read them. It's amazing. I read them out loud to the team. If for whatever reason you'd leave us a bad review, there's another button there that says, get directly in contact with us. It is deeply important to me personally that everyone has a good experience with this company. Whatever the problem is, please, please, please give us an opportunity to make things right before we leave us a bad review. We do everything, we'll do everything in our power to make it right. Recrafting, refunding, we'll take care of you, but please give us an opportunity to do so. Word of mouth is the best form of advertising, so please tell your friends about the company. If you want to get a little something for doing that, check out the little button in the bottom left-hand corner of our website. It'll pop up the rewards tab. There's all sorts of information in there, and there's a shareable link there as long as you're logged in. Once you share that link with your friends and family, they get $10 off their first purchase, and you get $10 of in-store credit when they make that purchase. So it's a great way to help the company. Also, there's a 10% re rewards and loyalty program that we have at the company. So if you're logged in and you make a purchase, you automatically get 10% of that purchase back as in-store credit that you can spend on anything else. So it's a great way to get a little extra something. If you have any podcast topics you want to hear more about, send them my way. I'm always happy to talk about just about anything, and I want to give you guys what you're looking for. If you are looking for multiple binders, journals, folios, anything we sell for gifts, giveaways, menus, really any reason, uh, we do have bulk discounts and they're built directly into the cart. So all you need to do is mix and match to your heart's desire, build your own custom package of items. Once you hit checkout, it'll automatically apply the appropriate discount for that quantity. And then you can check out that through there. If you're looking for custom engraved items, we have no minimum order quantities and no setup fees. It's just a simple flat fee, normally about $15 per item. Uh, but it can obviously go up or down depending on the complexity and the size. That is pre-bulk discount as well. So all you need to do is go to any of the product pages that we have on our website, or most of the product pages on our website, and there's an Add Custom Engraving button. If you click on that and you walk through the process, it'll open up the customizer. You can add logos, extra text, all sorts of things, and you hit Add to Cart, and then you can check out. If, for whatever reason, you don't see that Add Custom Engraving button, please feel free to send us an email, sales at murdycreative.co, and ask or a custom engraved version of that product, send us the logo. We'd be happy to create a mock-up as well as a custom order link for you to use to purchase. Thank you so much for having, a, excuse me. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a great day and goodbye.